Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we are in 1 Samuel 27. I have my cup of Tachino tea. Do you have yours? And without any further ado, let's take a drink and let's begin. May Father God open our, may Yahweh Elohim open our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth and his truth alone. And David said in his heart, Now I shall perish some day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should should speedily escape to the land of the Philistines. And Saul will despair of me to seek me any more than any part of Israel. So I shall escape out of his hand. So David's like, look, Saul keeps trying to kill me, even though I just spared his life again. And he said, I'm... I'm righteous and he's not like he's going to keep trying to kill me. So let me go to the land of the Philistines. The Philistines live in what we modernly call Palestine. Remember that. Verse two. Then David arose and went over with 600 with the 600 men who were with him to Achish, the son of Moach, king of Gath. So David dwelt with Achish at Gath, he and his men, each man with his household, and David with his two wives, Achinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the Carmelitess, Nabal's widow. I must point out something here once again. So in the Psalms, we're going to get to verses that talk about that Yeshua has, um, that Yahweh, Yahweh himself has, um, virgins without number, concubines galore, but the one, the only one of her mother, that's the one basically who captures his heart. It talks about the Song of Songs and in Psalms. So, was it sinful for David to have two wives? And this is something to consider because I am not a proponent of polygamy, believe me. But there's a difference between what is acceptable and what is the better choice. So I want to point out here, it is not sin. It was not sin for David to have two wives. In fact, you will see um, when David commits a great atrocity as king, when he kills um, a man because of his lust for the man's wife, that Yahweh literally says, I gave you wives, plural. David is a picture of Messiah. We know that Messiah has many of us, well, I hope to include myself in that, many of us as children who are his. It was not sin for a man to have more than one wife, right? We've already read about the story um, where Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had the two wives, the sisters. Now, it was sin to take sisters, but he had two wives and the two concubines of, you know, the wives' servants. This is a hard thing for some people to swallow (laughs) because it technically is legal. But as Paul warns us in the New Testament, the renewed covenant, he says, all things are lawful for me, not all things are beneficial. Now, he is not literally saying everything is lawful. It's not lawful to murder. He's saying within the framework of the Torah, everything that is lawful is lawful. But there are things within the Torah that are actually, there's a better way. And that is why I believe firmly when we get to the the renewed covenant scriptures, and I would actually call them letters of inspiration and encouragement. We see that if a man wants to be a leader, he must be the husband of one wife. Now, that can't be a commandment of God because the leader of all of the nation of Israel, David, had multiple wives, and he's going to take more after these two we're going to see. So we can't go against what Yahweh said was truth to justify our own feelings. Because believe me... (laughs) This is just me. I would never have married a man that would have more than one wife. That's just me. I I am 
I'm so devoted and so loyal and so faithful that I need the same in return. Some women, it's enough to be taken care of, to have a man over them to be provided for, and that's okay. I know sister wives, um, and they somehow just do it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how. Um, I don't believe it's the best option. The reason being, I think then a man's heart is divided. So we look at the story uh, in the first part of Samuel. We see that Hannah was one of two wives, and the other wife was a provoker. I do believe that if a man takes more than one wife, the women are going to probably fight with each other, be jealous, attempt to get the attention of the man. And we see that in many instances in Scripture. Jacob's wives fought. Of course, they were sisters on top of it. Um, and, and the one I just mentioned. So I just want to point out, it is not okay to tell somebody that it is sin for them if they chose to take more than one wife. And in I remember back in 2002, there was a gentleman who was being attacked by Torah Nazis, Torah terrorists, because his wife had come to him and asked him to take care of this other woman. She was a woman who had become disabled and nobody else found her desirable. The man was very humble and said, look, I had no desire for this woman. I was not lusting for this woman. But my wife wanted this woman to know what it was like to know the love of Yeshua. I was the only voice on there (laughs) saying, biblically and by Torah, it is legal for you to do so. Everybody else's emotions got in the way. And I think that's why people struggle with obedience to God. Because if you let your emotions come in the way, a lot of the Torah, you will fight Yahweh. But if you just let Yahweh's truth speak, it's just, it's okay. Like, it's okay to let him be God. Like, it's so much more peaceful. I don't have to try to figure it out. Yahweh says it is lawful. This man that I was talking to in 2002 was not cheating on his wife. He was not leaving his wife. He had not lusted for this woman first. Literally, his wife had come to him and asked him to take this woman. Not in a perverse, don't even go there. Like, it can go. It wasn't even in some perverse fashion. She just really longed for this other woman to know what it felt like to be cared for and loved. And honestly, it felt like when I prayed about it and everything, it seemed to be coming from a really pure heart. (laughs) It's not a relationship I could handle. I just know that. I, oh my gosh. I'm so blessed with my husband. I am so blessed. Um, I could not have married a man who struggles with lust. other women. I just couldn't have done it, but I'm extremely faithful and loyal. So that's, that's important to me. And so I just want to point that out there though. If you tell people that it is wrong for them to have more than one wife, then you are actually in violation of Torah and you're judging the Torah because you're speaking against what Yahweh allowed. I'm just saying, not saying it's the better way. All things are lawful, not all things are beneficial. And I think a man would become divided with two wives because you just can't, please everybody and who are you going to be more in love with and it's just going to cause all sorts of jealousies and problems doesn't have to in a perfect world but I can't imagine with the way we are that it wouldn't so yeah I'm gonna go on verse four and it was told sorry guys and I have allergies which I'm so thankful for actually right now because we had the hardest winter we've ever had like the snowiest winter ever on record 
Um, other than, no, I think we passed, yep, we surpassed the 1986 record. And so, oh my gosh, it's like, <laughs> we had a winter, man. And we had minus 50s and you name it and snow. Praise God, though, we didn't have to look at brown ground. So I was always thankful for that. And I prefer it cold over warm. But now everything's blooming all at once. <laughs> and my poor little body is like trying hard to keep up with it. So <clears throat> that's why I'm taking more sips. I apologize for the drinking my little Ticino maca chocolate drink. Okay, verse four. And it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, so he sought him no more. Well, because Saul, if he entered the Philistines' territory, it's going to look like war, right? So he doesn't pursue David. Then David said to Achish, if I have now found favor in your eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So Akish gave him Ziklag that day. Therefore, Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. <clears throat> so he's basically saying, hey, like, sell me a piece of ground. Sell me some land. Now, the time that David dwelt in the country of the Philistines was one full year and four months. And David and his men went on and raided the Geshurites, the Gerizites, the Gerizites, and the Amalekites. For those nations were the inhabitants of the land from of old, as you go to Shur, even as far as the land of Egypt. So they're working down the coastland, um, to the west of Israel, working down towards Egypt. Whenever David attacked the land, he left neither man nor woman alive, but took away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the apparel, and returned and came to Achish. Now listen, I want you to listen closely. Then Achish would say, where have you made a raid today? And I'm going to tell you, David lied. And David would say against the southern area of Judah, or against the southern area of the Yeramulites, um, or against the southern area of the Kenites, David would see, save neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, saying, lest they should inform on us, saying, thus David did. So when David was killing these people, and he was going in and attacking these nations, or the Gentiles still, he didn't attack Judah. He didn't attack the other nations. He was literally killing, like it says right here, he would raid the Geshurites, the Gerizites, the Amalekites, right? He would attack the land, kill everything in it, every man, every woman, every child, so that nobody could escape and tell Achish what was going on. Because if Achish knew, then he would realize David truly wasn't his servant. Okay, I just let's finish this thought and then I'll go through this. So this David said, and thus was his behavior all the time he dwelt in the country of the Philistines. So Achish believed David saying, he has made his people Israel utterly abhor him. Therefore, he will be my servant forever. I am going to tell you this has happened to me in different times where I have had to be like David, where my spiritual family, who was wicked and jealous and, and unrighteous, in their behaviors, like Saul was towards David, basically were fleeing me, pursuing me with, with the word of God. They wanted to destroy me with the misused word of God. So I had to withdraw from them. But do you notice that David was actually never against them? The whole time that David, symbolic of our King Yeshua, was exiled, he was fighting the enemies of his brethren Israelites. He didn't turn and fight with them. He didn't fight against them, I should say. So he did not tell the Philistine king. 
he did not tell the Philistine king what he was up to. He kept it quiet and on the down low. And sometimes you will have to do that. You will have to be working for the kingdom of God even while being shunned from your people. But if you dare raise your hand against your people, then God will turn and judge you. So, let's say somebody is falsely accusing you, attacking you, they're divorcing you. You can't become that person's hater if you know they're a child of God. Okay, let's say you don't even know. You fight their enemies, and that means praying, attacking spiritually, spiritual warfare, prayers, fasting, whatever it means. But you don't turn your hand or your thoughts or your prayers against that person. So it would be easy for me, for these people who we helped tremendously in all sorts of areas, to turn against them and say, well, Yahweh, judge them for what they've done. But what I do is I pray, Father God, open their eyes to see your truth, not mine, and where I'm blind, help me see. Provide for them, bless them, draw them to you. Let them be filled with your Holy Spirit. Let them know you and bind and rebuke any demons that have them trapped in lies. And that is how we, like David, actually fight the the enemies of our brothers. Now, those around us, we're still witnessing to them and sharing with them and, and reaching reaching out to them because that's who we're with, right? Because our brother-in-law, they cast us out. Like I open to that verse all the time. My father opens me to that verse all the time in the Bible where it says, your brethren who hated you, who cast you out for my name's sake will be ashamed because right, they're trying to do it in the name of the Lord. But that's what Saul really thought he was doing Yahweh's will. But then he would eventually, and at times, realize he was being wicked and David was the unrighteous, but then his jealousy would come back and he wouldn't do it again. He wouldn't see the truth. He would falsely accuse. This Bible was written so we have a roadmap of what's going to happen to us as believers. If you believe in Yahweh, if you follow Yeshua, you are going to be ostracized by those who are your own. You're going to be kicked out, but don't turn your hand against them. You may have to be separated, but pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Fight their enemies that they don't even realize are standing in their way. May Yahweh bless you all.